This is Everton supporter Alan Brody reminding you that two Allens are always better than two Sams. You're listening to the Drunken United Football Show. Uh, <laughs> he's right. 100%. I, I would say the correct Allen and the correct Sam are way better than well, any of those combinations. Yeah. See, I'm offended because he didn't say anything about a hire at all. Yeah, but everybody loves your voice. You're all right. You're the young, hot, freshest. That's You're the true. new kid on the block. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by three common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston. Uh, Mr. Graham is away on paternity leave, and we are joined once again by Hiram. How are you doing good, sir? I am doing great, you beautiful man. How are you, you doing? You've won two games in a row. You've scored three goals. I mean, you know, how about that? Fucking ain't right, yeah. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I mean, it only costs you a billion dollars, but you know, hey, you know, it's it's a couple of wins. You know, you win some, you lose some. We lost money, but we won the game, so that's all that matters. <laughs> heard. Very good. And um, back with us again. My brother from another, the smoothest fucking man in the business, Alan. How you doing, good sir? Good, baby. You know how it is. You, I mean, you weren't the only team to beat City this week, but yeah. you were the first, right? Yep, that's and right. It worked out pretty well for you, huh? Yeah, we laid out the blueprint. <laughs> first, you do is you start Lachelle's, Lachelle's. <laughs> you said start, start Lachelle's and Paul Demet, yeah, and that's gonna do it. That's gonna get it done right there. That's the blueprint. <laughs> or. Or you can just have the Korean guy, and that'll do all of it, too. Yep. And as always, producer Mel on the ones and twos. How are you, madame? I'm doing well. That's all. I'm doing well. I've been better. We're recording the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can find us wherever you get your pods. And, of course, we are streaming live right now wherever you get your uh, streaming service, be it Twitch or YouTube or Twitter. Uh, Twitter or Facebook or whatever. We're on all of them. That's where we are. Just wherever you like to watch it, watch it. Look uh, for the... Unless it's Tumblr or <coughs> Threads or... Tele- you know, Telegram. Telegram or Tru- WhatsApp. Truth Social. Fine. Oh, we're on Truth Social. You're on Truth Social? Oh, yeah. We're, we, 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 we're de- definitely. All of us, our demographic, yeah. we, we yep. certainly pop with you. the fucking... Yeah. Look for yeah. us on Truth Social. And should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Producer Mel, tell the good... Actually, no, not Producer Mel. You've already done it. Alan, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Uh, you can definitely send us emails. It's uh, dufootballshow at gmail. Don't need the last part. <laughs> don't, don't even worry about that shit. And for all your social media pleasures, please check us out. Twitters, telegrams, truth socials, all the shit we just said at dufootballshow. Bandvideo.com. Uh, <laughs> dufootballshow got a, got a uh, profile on Growler. Nice. You know, for, for the bears. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm big in the bear community. What can I say? It's you solid, know? man. Well, I work in the wine and spirit industry, and none of these other schmucks do, but they all like alcohol. And uh, so as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Hiram, tell the good people what we are drinking today. We are drinking some nice Kinsey. It is straight wheat whiskey. It's uh bottle is two years aged. It is 102 proof. 
And it comes from the decor bottle shop as seen on this sticker right here as well. So if you'd like to explain more. So over on the Eastern shores where the decor bottle shop is a great little uh, boutique place, just a fun little town. It's in uh, Chester town. So Mm. like one of those little Washington college. Yeah. Little Washington waterfront type out areas is really nice. And what is a wheat whiskey? A wheat whiskey is where the primary grain is wheat instead of, as we know with bourbon, it is corn or a rye, it is rye, but they follow the same rules, right? So the primary grain needs to be at least 51%. And because it's an American-based whiskey, and this applies also across the world, this rule for rye and for wheat, and it's why you don't see rye or wheat whiskeys made in other parts of the world, is required to have brand new American white oak. Mm very expensive to bring brand new American white oak across the sea. So that's why you don't typically see, you know, someone in England making a rye whiskey. Um, uh, For you, uh, young Padawan learner, to kind of explain what you should expect from different types of whiskey. The four primary grains used, think of as bread. Mm -hmm. So bourbon is cornbread. It's gonna be naturally a little bit sweeter, right? Rye bread is gonna be a little bit peppier, so pepperier mm-hmm. so that's what your know, rye whiskey is going to have a little bit of spice to it wheat tends to be a neutral whiskey right it's gonna be a little soft neutral not anything too overplayed normally gonna have a little bit of natural sweetness to it as well it also amps up sweetness so that's why wheater bourbons that are corn with a little bit of wheat so like you know the makers mark of the world are a little sweeter than mm-hmm. say like woodford that wheat helps amplify the sweetness and then barley <clears throat> not a bread to describe barley i call it cereal so it has yeah. a cereal crunch to it. Gotcha. And this one is primarily wheat with a little bit of barley and no other grain. So what you taste on that back end, that little bit of kind of crunchy body, that's the barley grain coming through. That makes a lot of sense now. Smooth though. Yeah, you're not going to see very many wheat whiskeys out there. Very, very few. Bernheim does one. Uh, Kinsey, Journeyman. Journeyman is one well documented on this show. The Bernie, I like that one. The Journeyman uh, Buggy Whip Wheat is... For me, that's a desert island whiskey. Like if you told me I could only take, say, 10 bottles of whiskey with me forever, that bottle would be on that list for really? me. Really? Yeah. That's good oh, to yeah. know. <clears throat> yeah. That's one of those start ones. in your bags. It's one of those ones. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Uh, that's one of those ones that when I see it out in the store, I always have, I always no. buy a bottle and have a bottle on hand. That's just one I fucking love. And Kinsey is just a little bit about the distillery one of those um, old school distilleries from prior to prohibition. Uh, They actually stayed open after prohibition and stayed open until about the 1950s, based just outside of Philadelphia. And a lot of people always say, oh, you know, well, bourbon comes from Bourbon County, Kentucky. No, bourbon comes from anywhere in the United States. Problem was, is that when prohibition happened, all the distilleries in Kentucky got medicinal license, you know, for like night blindness and fear of blades of grass and, yeah. you know, meowing all cats the, all and the all the cool snake oil stuff. <laughs> right. All that yeah. shit. And glaucoma. <clears throat> and so they had license to distill still. So they did. They weren't selling a ton, but they were still able to produce whiskey. All the other distilleries weren't able to produce. They were mm-hmm. completely shut down. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the bulk of whiskey wasn't made in Kentucky. It was made along the Pennsylvania, Maryland border into Virginia. That's yeah. where almost all the whiskey Pre, was made. Pre-prohibition, yeah. Pennsylvania had the number one uh, amount of distilleries. Mm-hmm. Maryland was number two. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And uh, also, um, our federal government, you know, are very thorough, um, very active, you know, and so clearly they didn't just go to the distilleries. 
that were really close to the nation's capital, they went all over the United States, mm -hmm. naturally. You know, no, they only went to the distilleries that were right around the area yeah. that were easy to get to within a day. And those are the ones that they smashed the barrels and did all the burning down, the like tearing down the walls and everything. Kinsey survived all that. Yeah. But then what ultimately killed them was one they didn't have supply right because they weren't allowed to produce whiskey for 10 years that's yeah. 10 years of your business model just taken away right. from you and most whiskeys take three to five years to mature for the most part the other thing world war ii happened mm. and us as a culture completely switched mm -hmm. we went tiki and we started drinking vodka yep and that's where we went and that's what happened and vodka became king and only grizzled war veterans drank whiskey and there was no longer a call for it. Mm -hmm. And then slowly but surely it all disintegrated and then you're left with bourbon. And everybody goes, well, where does all the bourbon come from? Kentucky. Well, that's naturally by law. No, no, it's not by law. It's just the way it is. And uh, yeah, they make, um, Kinsey has an American whiskey, little gray lab label. Mm -hmm. it's, um, they call it an 11 year old because that's the youngest whiskey that goes into it, but it's mm -hmm. 11 to uh, 25 year old whiskey. It's essentially bourbon aged in a second barrel, so mm. not aged in new oak. And it is fucking lovely. Mm. Really good. Oh, what else do we always have to do, Hiram? Make sure to please drink responsibly. <laughs> lovely. Let's go ahead and get into the action, boys. Big cheers around. It's a lot of clinks. It's a lot of clinking. It's good if Graham's watching, he's upset because there's all this uh, love of everybody hanging out and he's not part of it. So, uh -huh. Because he lives in that world of me, 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 me. So there were wins and losses all this weekend, except for uh, we opened with one side we thought might never lose and a thought another side that we thought might never win and both did the opposite. opposite. And that's of course because Everton that. <laughs> Wolverhampton 2, Manchester City 1, Luton Town 2, Everton 1. Um, City completely stunned by the Wolves. And, you know, it's worth mentioning we've, I've said, I'm not, you know, I've said I don't think Wolves are going to have staying power this season, but they played fucking great against United. Yeah. They played great against Liverpool. Why aren't we surprised that they played great against fucking City? And mm -hmm. especially was in their building. Why aren't we surprised by that? Yeah. I, that, you know, I don't know. That's a, good, that's, a, that's a fine question that I don't have an answer to. Um, uh, and also, are we not, none of us should be shocked by the fact that the first goal, even though an own goal, was created by Neto. Neto's yeah. going to be everything to this team. He, yeah. he is 100% how they accomplish things. Now, City does get even on uh, a Julian Alvarez free kick. That was fucking yeah. nasty. Yeah. Oh man, that was a nasty shot. I keep forgetting how great of a player Julian, Julian Alvarez is, uh, mainly because of course the Holland hype there is from that, but right. still like Alvarez is still that guy too. He's only like 23, I think too. And also within a pep system, he very rarely puts somebody kind of behind the mm. primary striker. Normally it's, controlling midfielders and a lot on the wings and you just kind of build around and Holland finds lanes and in this instance he puts Julian Alvarez mm -hmm. out there with him who can kind of bob and weave in, in the out. spaces behind and <clears throat> yeah it worked out really well for him but there's really only one thing we can talk about yeah Pep's uh, pregame 
uh, presser the, the uh, earlier in the week. He was trying to sing the praises of uh, of the uh, Wolves, and he was talking about their players, except for uh, one player that he couldn't remember. And uh, in in the most non-racist way possible, Pep was kind of racist. Yeah. What was that he said, Mel? Especially up front with uh, Neto, with Cunha, with uh, the Korean guy, and the they Korean are really guy. Good. Um, it does not matter the witty shit anybody says tonight. I'm just telling you right now, the show title is The Korean Guy. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Guarantee you Pep knows his name now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and uh, who would who would it be that happened to score the uh, the game-winning goal there, Alan? Yeah, it's a big wang. <laughs> <laughs> big, big wang hit him right in the face. You know, he, uh, he doesn't, you know, he has a loss for words on, uh, he calls him The Korean Guy. The Korean Guy. But I guarantee you, the wang does not leave his mouth anymore. <laughs> Man, I think I, I think I would have peeled my jersey off and handed it to Pep. Like, there you go, buddy. That's, that's for you. I mean, talking about choking on it. No. <laughs> oh. Ah, the wang just slotted it into the uh, into yeah. the goal. It was pretty beautiful. He he, he inserted himself into the game. Yeah, man. Yeah. You made prepped it. me for this, and I still wasn't ready for all this. <laughs> made an absolute mess out of everything. <laughs> Just the probing and prodding of Wang, yeah. you yeah. know? The ball play was spectacular. <laughs> you can't forget about you the ball. forget about the <laughs> no, ball. Not surprising after all that effort. He was very wet after the game. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Go on, hire, join in on the fun. I'm, I'm not as clever as you got, so I got nothing. <laughs> it, it's a dick joke, get it? <laughs> he got the big one. What can I say? <laughs> And coming Wang. from Hiram, that's a compliment. <laughs> Wang. <laughs> Wang, Wang rose to the occasion, that's, that's right. for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, was a hell of, it was a hell of a climax. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't get old. It, it just never, ever gets old. Oh my he had gosh. so much success, even though he wasn't all that stiff. <laughs> so good. Um... <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, it should not. It needs to be said. Um, Rodri is ultimately the most important player on the pitch. I was just for, about to say that because mm-hmm. they can win games without Holland. People can score goals. Yeah. Rodri's that fucking important yeah. to that team, and yeah, you could tell. Much. And you know, Mateus Nunez didn't play poorly. He, he was yeah. all right. He, but Rodri's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's like he's almost that David Silva role yeah. for them a few years ago. That Yaya Torre, like you yeah. just, yeah, he manages yeah. everything. And then he just steps up so well. Like <laughs> once you see him come forward, and you're kind of like, oh God, please don't <laughs> just stay don't, back there. Don't don't don't, don't let do it happen. That. Don't yeah. let it happen. Yeah. Uh, this opens the door. Opens yeah. the door now. Um, Tottenham find themselves in second when we talk about the, their result this week and. Uh, Arsenal have a nice tidy win and uh, frankly the next game is City Arsenal at City I mean at Arsenal without Rodri fancy at least a point for Arsenal mm-hmm. in this one I think I think Arsenal going to probably get them it wouldn't surprise me and suddenly City looks mortal yep yeah I just yeah. surprising to see it has, <clears throat> they have that blip it's usually later in the season yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's unusual to see it now. Right. We'll see how it pans right. out. Yeah. Um I knew it was gonna happen. 
especially when everybody started putting um, Everton to beat Luton in their bets. I just, I was like, we're going to fucking lose. <laughs> especially because last week when we had uh, Rob and Hiram here, we were all going through the schedule and just going, who are they going to beat? Yeah. It's like Sheffield at home, maybe. Good. And we couldn't come up with a second team. Yeah. I forgot Everton. Everton had Everton. Yeah. This is what Everton does. <laughs> yeah. Every newly promoted side, they just go, oh, please come get points. Oh, you need to go ahead and get that first win? Ah, we get it. It's It's been forever since you've been in the top flight. Why don't you come get a win at our building? <laughs> yeah. That'll be great. Uh, Everton now have lost all four of their home matches. And the sad part is three of those four are teams that are going to be in and around it with them. So now they got to go to their buildings later in the season and find points to, you know, one step forward, 10 steps back. It seems. Yeah. The loss to Luton's more than 10 steps, maybe. Yeah. It's a fucking, yeah, it's a a big one. I mean, maybe the saving graces you guys do kind of find a way to pull it out of your ass. So maybe those trips later in the season work out for you. But yeah, this is a bad way to start things off. And and it wasn't like Luton did anything different from what they've done all season. They sat back, they weathered the storm, and Everton did what Everton does, which is create a lot of chances but not put anything that really is threatening on goal. I think they ended up with uh, 21 total attempts. Um, I think only four of them were on target. Ugh. And it's like just missing sitters, mm. you know, putting sitters, especially at the start of the game. And it was just like, oh, fuck. And then <clears throat> it wasn't like Luton did anything amazing. Mm. Ran down the flanks, find find ways to get fouled, find ways to get corners. How did they score both of their fucking uh, their goals? Set, pieces, Set fucking yeah. pieces. Like, it just uh, terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Um Here's a thing, uh, and this is more for me and uh, my Everton follow- followers and people there into in Everton as a club. A lot of people, because remember, um, Englishmen are much smarter than Americans. They know more about football than we do, and we should just shut up, stupid yanks, and go watch basketball, right? That's what they like to say to us. Beto and Dominic Calvert-Lewin are the exact same player. They do the exact same job. Everybody, all the Everton... You gotta play two at the top. Gotta play those two guys. Gotta play two at the top. Gotta do that. That's what gotta do. That's how it's I don't know why Daesh isn't doing that yet. Um he did that in the second half, and guess what happened? Yeah. Both of them were completely neutralized because neither one of them knew what the fuck they were doing because the other guy was doing the same thing they were. Yeah. <laughs> like what <laughs> ah! yeah. and for all the credit that I want to give the coaching staff for the Brentford win and then of course the League Cup win at Villa, which was massive because there was a building where you just got the shit kicked out of you and mm-hmm. you went back and you dominated in that match mm-hmm. um, and get it League Cup, different lineups, all that kind of stuff. But still, you look good and you as a coaching staff made adjustments that directly impacted the game. You're playing Luton and you go out with four fucking central midfielders in your starting lineup and you play a defensive-minded setup. Like, this is the one team you're going to control possession against. Mm-hmm. So... I know people are coming back from injuries, but instead of having Jack Harrison play the second half, why aren't you having Jack Harrison play the first half mm-hmm. and impact the game the right way? Like this is the, you have to take it towards their team. And we just went, eh, we'll see it out and eventually we'll get the W and no, no, we didn't even eventually get the tie. I mean, just like, just like Fulham, just like Wolverhampton, we dominated play, but we just didn't fucking get a result. And it's, that's going to be, 
This now makes fucking Bournemouth next week fucking massive. Mm-hmm. It's the eighth game of the fucking season, and it's going to be massive. Like, that's some shit right there, man. Yeah. And we we haven't, other than Arsenal, we ain't played anybody fucking tough yet. That's the other thing, too. So, yeah, that's mm. the thing is, is the hole going to get too deep? I mean, luckily, yeah. there are still, definitely three worse teams than you guys. but And we're not in the relegation zone currently. Yeah, we're yeah. still out of it, which is fine, but yeah. lose to Bournemouth and they're jumping us. Yeah. Like, you know, Burnley and Luton are playing each other this week. This like, <laughs> they're playing each other on Tuesday and Burnley wins. Mm. They jump up. You know, we got them on goal differential, but not a lot of goal differential. That's for damn sure. Just not the game we want to be playing. So, um, don't do a shot of my lord. Ugh. Have fun with that, buddy. Yeah. I'm just getting used to it. used to it's, it now, right? Yeah. It's my old friend. Hi. Hi, that's, buddy. That's why I stayed out of the fucking studio until we got taken over. Hi. I was <laughs> like, I'm not fucking coming back for that shit. How are you, friend? I've missed you. Uh, look, it's got your logo on it. Though, I know, yeah. Reason. Well, that's... that was around the time that it was perfect. <laughs> still kind of tastes what like uh mike ashley threw up in the uh fireplace in the fireplace yeah that's exactly it yeah it definitely tastes just like that fuck me i just got a flashback to last week <sighs> so bad oh, it's yeah. terrible yeah your team's got awful it'll fucking happen again that's true You all won't hear it, but there was number one. Um, we had a couple of heavyweight matches that had early season Champions League implications. Aston Villa 6, Brighton 1, Tottenham 2, Liverpool 1. And uh, I have a feeling this segment is going to run a little long, boys, because we're going to uh, kind of go ahead and get into it with VAR, even though multiple times, multiple seasons, I have said with Sam Graham, that's it. We're not talking about VAR anymore. Enough is enough. But we'll, we'll get to that soon enough. <laughs> in my way downtown, walking fast, I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes. Uh, Watkins is fucking again, everybody. <laughs> Motherfucking hat trick for fucking Ollie Watkins, man. Getting it done. That is needed for Villa because yeah. he hadn't been scoring. And that was definitely a concern. We'll talk a little bit about this more, but I mean, obviously Villa went on and cruised at home, but there appears to be a pattern to beating Brighton, and that is punch him in the face early. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. lost two games, and both of them were 2-0 down within the first 15 minutes. That's what West Ham did to him, and that's exactly what um, uh, Villa did. Fuck, first 20, it was, three min- it was already 3-0 down. Mm-hmm. Do we think at times maybe Deserby is tweaking too much because there's European play and stuff like that? Because he really seems to kind of finagle that lineup mm-hmm. quite a bit. I mean, I guess you could make the argument, but I mean, I'd say they're less deep than us in Europe. You know what I mean? And yeah. so yeah, yeah. he's got, he has to. <clears throat> it is what it is. Mm. Um, but I think you you are right. They don't they don't know how to come back. So if you do punch them in the mouth quick, yeah, they seem to get out of sorts, and then they lose their game plan. Yeah, yeah. seems to be the tactic. Uh, there was some VAR checks in here as well that seemed a little uh, off kilter, but ultimately I think VAR got it right as far as uh, as far as the calls went. Mel, this for you as a Villa supporter has to feel pretty rewarding considering. You got your asses whooped by Newcastle. You got soundedly beat by Liverpool. And if you're looking at 
the battle for Europe, yeah. you need to win some points and this was a good one to win. Yeah, this was, we definitely have fixed the issues that were plaguing us at the top of the season. I mean, we got hit with a couple unforeseen issues mm -hmm. with the various injuries, but they're playing cohesive. They look like they're having fun out there playing. Yeah. And they're enjoying each other's company and they all really, really like the coach. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You and know, they, Watkins they all... was saying like he's able to do things and he feels more confidence under Unai's tutelage. And he has just blossomed since uh, the club's been taken over by. I don't know. Does Graham call him? Yeah, I know. Uh, but Graham was. Oh, he always just says comment. good evening is because yeah. he. Because English isn't his first language, and it's very easy whenever there's a foreign uh, coach to just let's make fun of the way yeah. he pronounces things. Yeah. That's a little That's wrong. <clears throat> Especially coming from a Cuban Dutch like uh, Graham. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's not Cuban Dutch. It's Cuban Dane. Get it right. Denmark. <laughs> Cuban Dane? That's no, what he is? No. no. He's, he's, <laughs> he's Irish. He's Irish and Puerto Rican, but we call him Cuban and he Danish. because it's Scottish really, the same too. shit. It really pisses yeah, him off. It's the same shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. all, all, the all the time, you know. It's yeah. like, you know. And it's like, uh, you know, calling you Salvadorian. Yeah. That goes over fair. real well, right? Yeah, Central American Spick. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Island Spick. It's safe. It's, 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 it's same, same. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> no, it, was, uh, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. And yeah, not a, if I'm going to get up at 7.30 in the morning on a Saturday, <laughs> yeah. please have it be for an ass kicking like that. I will say for a neutral to, if, to wake up for that game in the morning, um, that was a that was a perfectly great game. You're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm okay with that. And yeah. even if like you wake up at like a normal time, you wake up like eight or whatever, mm -hmm. and you just stumble out and watch the second half, you're like, yeah, I'm happy I sat down yeah, and watched the game while yeah. I ate my Cheerios. We're all right. Everything's good. Um, yeah, Villa's a contender for, I don't know what, but we're contending something. You're going to have to take some bigger scalps. Like, you know, it's, it's going to have to be when Newcastle and Liverpool are in your building, yeah. you're going to have to return the favor. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to beat it's, them in your building. We're mm -hmm. still, we play as well as who we're playing against. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we play up to them. And sometimes with like... Oh, I don't know. For example, Everton, we play down to them. Yeah, you beat us four to fucking nothing in the first time you played us, so shut up. We made adjustments and we got you. At least there was two wins this season. <laughs> that could still taste like Mike Ashley in my mouth. I mean, Luke, you lost the loot. Imagine how many unfortunate souls have said that besides yourself. <laughs> You're not wrong, sir. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, moving on to uh, Liverpool and Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, th this game as a whole, um, it wasn't a pretty game. It was a very choppy, very ugly game, but it also a very entertaining <laughs> game to the neutral because yeah. scrappy as fuck this match was. It was. <clears throat> they, they let the boys play, as they say. <laughs> now... Um, Two people got sent off, and uh, it's honestly worth the debate. Should they have been sent off? You know, it's. I, I can say the following. Allow me to give my two cents, and I'll let you guys chime in. Um, the red card to Curtis Jones is exactly what happened to you guys last week for Chelsea. Mm -hmm. um, you go through the ball, you get the ball, but your foot rolls over the ball, and the spikes go into the ankle. The problem is, is with VAR... VAR gets to see 
the spikes in the leg, which is, quote, the leg-breaking tackle, because we have seen throughout the history of football many a leg broken from that exact hit. And because it's not playing the full buildup, you're just seeing those spikes in, the world we live in now with VAR, that's a red card every fucking time. Yeah. It's just, it's what it is. Agree or disagree with how it's being done, it's a fucking red card, right? I see. I want to say it's definitely not a red. It should have been a yellow for sure. Mm-hmm. And I said this uh, last week with uh, Malo Gusto, like who at most should have received the yellow for that uh, tackle that he did. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're gonna make that same uh, challenge and then the ref is gonna call it as a yellow, but then check it again through VAR and they claim it as a red, then if you're gonna call what the Gusto challenge was a red, you gotta right. call this one a red too. So you can't pretty much like him. Right, you'd be losing your mind right now if if he didn't. Oh, one hundred percent. You'd be like, how the fuck was that a red on my guy and not a red on him? That's literally the it first thing that came to my mind because it was one hundred percent the exact same tackle. I mean, it was frame for frame. Came through, foot mm. on ball, foot rolled over ball, foot went through leg. Yeah. It was the exact same tackle for both of them. Um, Alan, your thoughts with that? Um, I mean, I think you're, you're absolutely right. It has to be applied the same way, right? So, I mean, seeing it once, seeing it again. But, like, I'll play devil's advocate. Maybe to me, like, I don't think it necessarily warranted a red, but the devil's advocate, me, advocate in me says, is that not reckless? Like, is that not dangerous? Like, yes, he won the ball, but you're coming in that way no matter what. You know what I mean? Especially standing, too. Exactly. So I'm, like, right right in between. I think it's it's a little harsh, Mm -hmm. but it's also very valid, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, that it is what it is, and you you move on. Now, Mm -hmm. we'll say... To agree with Allen, uh, Jones' tackle to Basuma was definitely more malicious than uh, mm-hmm. Gusto's ta- tackle last week, mm-hmm. for sure. Only because, like, of course, Gusto, and it may be biased, but of course, I'm also seeing it from like an outsider's perspective too. Like, he slid in and cl- like Gusto's ball foot clearly hit the ball, and then the sl- rollover went into, uh, yeah. I believe, is McGuinn's uh, leg or something. Yeah, yeah. McGinn. McGinn. I'm sorry, not, not McGinn. It wasn't. It wasn't against uh, Villa. That it, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Villa. It was McGinn. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes. So. Uh, for Gusto's, uh, again, I think that was yellow at most. Curtis, it did seem a bit more malicious only because like he is saying it and it's literally spikes up going straight into Basuma, mm. which which it looked like Basuma did but have same more. thing, foot rolled over the ball. But Just no, no, like that, Gusto, it, the foot rolled right over the ball and into the leg. The, the exact same thing happened mm-hmm. for both. And, and looking from that perspective, yeah, that's true. But again, from that angle, like if you're coming in, it spikes up like straight into mm-hmm. The ball where Basuma clearly has the clear advantage of getting the ball first, then it may seem more malicious than the other one. And then ultimately they go down to uh, nine, nine men mm-hmm. because Diego Jota gets two very quick yellows. The second one, absolutely positively oh, yeah. a yellow. No doubt about it. And as I always say, do not give the referee a decision to make. Mm-hmm. If you give him an opportunity to make a decision, that means it might not go the way you want it to. The first one it looked like he might have clipped him, but mm-hmm. I've watched that replay a hundred times, and I don't know if Jota did clip him from behind. Like, he went down in a manner that looked like he definitely got clipped, yeah. but then you look at it, and it's like, what part yeah. of him actually I th- clipped I th- him? I think, if I remember correctly, it looked like he clipped him a little <clears> bit, <throat> but if anything, like, not enough to send him down, but it was enough for him at a full sprint 
to throw his his trailing leg off and mm-hmm. for him to kick himself, right? Which ended up sending him down. Fair, fair so, enough. So I don't think like the foul itself probably wasn't anything, but I think at the time with the temperature of the fucking game on the mm-hmm. field, it was let's settle this the fuck down. Yeah. Here's a yellow card. You know what I mean? Just as a kind of a game management yellow. Yeah. And then he goes and does something very or, fucking stupid. Within a minute. Yeah. It's like, don't do that. And then don't fucking, like, you just, if the guy's by you, the guy's and, fucking by you, let let your next defender, let let your next guy up yeah. be the one that takes that and yellow. I think we've all been there and seen it and, 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 and done it and like, I've seen it a million times, but Jota got up and was like immediately like, nah, he knew. Yeah, he, he knew, knew, what he he knew it was coming. Yeah. He knew it was coming. So, um, it uh, we're going to talk about the greater whole of all of that. Let's first, uh, I'd love to play what Klopp had to say after the match. So, kind of funny. Yeah. I, I, red card for Curtis. Probably everybody here in the room thinks it's a clear red card. I see that different just because I played football and most of you probably didn't. I mean, that's a really good way to endear yourself to your own press corps yeah. that's there to cover you. Yeah. I played football and most of you didn't. Oh. Um, uh, moron, moron, here's a newsflash, Klopp. Um, we've all played it. We haven't played it at the competitive level you've played, but we've all p- played it. We, yeah. we, we, we have a understanding of tackles and things that, like, just it's not how you want to start the yeah. conversation like how we did with Paul Tierney of he never played football so he shouldn't be refing because he doesn't understand yeah. football um, here's the amazing part with the way that they've changed the rules I'm a bitch about them for a little bit and then I'm going to also support what Klopp had to say as well um, which we've kind of already done here is he We've started the whole thing with the yellow cards for coaches arguing and stuff like that, right? Silva has already sat a match. Pep has already sat a match. Do you know who has yet to get a yellow card this season? Jurgen Klopp. Really? The man who has run into the center of the pitch, the man who screams at officials in their face, yeah. has yet to get a yellow card yet. I mean, are we surprised? No, <laughs> I was going to say. I, you got to figure the PGM. I mean, the yeah. FA is going to probably give him a touchline ban for that remark. <laughs> I mean, may, maybe. Yeah, I don't it's know. True. Right now, they're kid, they're kid gloves. Um, uh, so. Uh, so I think we've established we don't think that those two fouls in their instances were really malicious red card fouls. We think they're yellow card fouls, but mm-hmm. we think that the freeze frame of here are spikes in ankle that could break this guy's leg. I think that has made us all and the referees very kind of kid gloves and go, oh, that's a red card because mm-hmm. that looks because millions of people are watching this right now and mm-hmm. that looks like a red card. So I'd better go give a red card is yeah. what I'm feeling. Um, <clears throat> you're starting to hear more and more people Klopp being one and uh, Kristen Pulisic came out in an interview in Italy this I mean not uh, in America it was with the men in blazers VAR's been a mistake mm-hmm. I don't fucking disagree yeah I mean it's getting harder to not disagree you know, it's goal line technology sure yeah I think the way offsides is handled in England is atrocious mm-hmm. um, because also, the goal that got taken away from Liverpool. I'm not sure he was offsides, and we only got shown one angle, mm-hmm. and they only put up those lines real fuck quick and went offside. Sorry. Yeah. Like, 
Okay, and and also when you're looking at those freeze frames, a lot of times there's players blocking. You can't see if the ball is off that plate, off that passer's foot yet or not. Yeah. And it's like, let alone the angles of where they're at too. It's yeah, always like so. They're just confusing. not very good angles. And I think if you want to incorporate on offsides, do what they did with the World Cup because that was a computer-generated AI image that immediately let you know, and you knew within 30 seconds mm -hmm. if that person was on or off. And that was it, perfectly done. They did the image. They paralleled the images to yep. one another. You could tell. This drawing the line shit off of a real play, where's that line really at? Yeah. What, what part is really off? Is a toe really off? Handballs have just become this kind of We'll get to it, but Man United arguing the fact that a ball hit a uh, um, a Crystal Palace player in the hand. His back was turned and he was running towards the fucking the, the guy that the ball was being passed to. Yeah. Of course it's not a handball, but because it hit him in his hand, we all got to sit there and think for a second. Well, is it a hand? No, just fuck. The... Yeah. I feel like the human error is probably just ultimately better for the game. Well, I, I think mean, we've... I think we've incorporated more human error into added layers with VAR. Like, there was always human error in the natural course of officiating, right? Mm -hmm. It is what it is. But, like, now you've added, like, you're adding more humans to make that decision that are yeah. now very evidently um. having issues even just communicating. And something Klopp said yeah. later on in that, in that presser was, um, so great, the PGMLL uh, apologized to Wolves. Did they get any points against Manchester United? No, they didn't. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, what does that apology mean? It means fuck all. Like, mm -hmm. Brighton got apologized to six times last year. Yeah. Games that resulted in games that they could have been in Champions League and not in Europa League. Yeah. Because one of them was against Spurs. Yeah. It was a big fucking turning point for them. We got apologized to against mm -hmm. Liverpool. For on the same kind of offside. Yeah. Um, Wolves got apologized to five times. We got apologized to four times. Mm -hmm. Like... The year uh, Liverpool lost the title to City by one point, Liverpool should have won that fucking title yeah. because at Everton, Rodri fucking handled the ball and they didn't call a handball. Mm -hmm. That's where they started coming up with the whole, well, it hit the jersey, even though his arm was out and he literally went, whoop, and like knocked it with his arm. Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder, is this, is VAR even worth it? It just feels like it's taking away from the game and it feels like it's hurting. Yeah. Just the overall, uh, Graham said it multiple times, it just, like, you don't get to ex is celebrate the most exciting part of the game, which is fucking goals. I think we'll say, so I'll play like devil's advocate. For, well, devil don't need no advocate, but um, I'll say put it this way, though. <laughs> um, that sounds like some grown-ass black man shit that, oh, your, that's what I got that your father has said before. I've definitely got that from someone. <laughs> you really are 50. I told you. <laughs> black don't crack. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> But um, no, because we'll say we get rid of VAR completely and it's just strictly on human error or uh, mm -hmm. human decision. And then you have goal line technology like yeah. you used to have. Right. We're going to get used to, we're so used to VAR for like, uh, what, like since 2018, 17? Yeah, it's been about four years now, four or five seasons. Yeah. Right. So say we get rid of that and then within like two, three seasons, we're going to have people complaining, like, oh, we need to bring VAR back. The human error is ruining it. And it's going to be like that flip-flop. It's like, oh, okay, we yeah. need it back. Oh, we know. We should keep it this way. It's always going to be that back and forth for where VAR is ruining the game, but it's also helping the game at the same time. Yeah. And I agree. I will say the World Cup definitely handled VAR tremendously better than uh, the Premier League, for, uh, hands down, though. But I think it definitely 
definitely does come down to a system as the way how they handle that for sure. Like you said, like how they have like, I guess they had like the the kids or whatever. Like yeah. actually, like the technology will be uh, shown throughout the uh, screen. Like oh, yeah. okay, so he actually had his arm out or whatever. Right, that, that proved that he was offside right. or on. If they implemented that for sure, it'll definitely be better and beneficial. Where it won't be a lot of uh, missed calls. Like I'm still kind of up in the air about the Lewis. Uh, but Diaz uh, goal that Liverpool got taken away because yeah. like part of me is like I look offside but it also was onside but then again another thing angles they only showed that one angle so it's hard to tell from United that versus Arsenal mm-hmm. like that was a fucking toenail offsides mm-hmm. that, that, that goal and that would have put United up which would have probably completely changed the outcome of that match so pretty pretty crazy and I mean it's a hell of a note when we have to say that uh uh, Qatar, I'm sorry, call them by their government name. Fuck Qatar. Um, actually got something right with VAR. Rounding out the rest of the league. And, oh, so that happened. Arsenal 4, Bournemouth nil. Crystal Palace 1, Manchester United nil. Newcastle 2, Burnley nil. West Ham 2, Sheffield nil. Brentford 1, Nottingham Forest 1. Chelsea 2, Fulham nil. Gunners made real, real quick work of the cherries, but the cherries did not help themselves. Those are probably two of the most obviously dumb penalties I've ever seen in my life. Just like, oh, guy's running by. Allow me to kick him and push him at the same time in the box. (laughs) The ref's going to let me get away with that. (laughs) Don't even need VAR for that shit, man. No. (laughs) I do like how they were like, all right, all right, Kai, Kai. You need to score. So why don't you take this third one here, buddy? You, you haven't had to take a penalty for us yet. Yeah. I know all Chelsea supporters would have laughed their asses off if he missed that oh, one. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's, and what's funny to me is like, uh, lean up to that match, it was like so much like Kai Havertz uh, mm-hmm. support, but like, oh, uh, give it up for Kai. He's done all this great work throughout his career so far. I'm like, yeah, he's done that for like maybe a season, but then again, right. like, it's not a lot that amounts to it, but again, with he Arsenal, was great. He was great in Germany, and then he did nothing for Chelsea. And so far, he has done nothing for Arsenal. Yeah, like that's just what it is. It, it, it's absolutely what it is. Uh, Bournemouth needs to get it together in a hurry. Good thing they get to go to Goodison, which seems to be everybody's slump buster next week. <laughs> it's a nice cushy, cushy trip. Yeah, yeah it yeah, is. Nothing, nothing, nothing too big to worry. Yeah, head up to the Northwest, have a nice day on the coast. You'll be all right. Yeah. Get it done. You know, you don't yeah. have to play Liverpool. You just play Everton. You know, yeah. Yeah, everybody goes and wins there, <laughs> except for them. The last time they were at Goodison, yeah. that's the last time we got a home win was them at the end of the season. Crystal Palace, that Anderson goal was a fucking scream. I always love watching like big center backs get a hold of one because mm-hmm. normally the only way they score on set pieces is with their big meaty foreheads yep. and just that ball that comes across you're just like just rip that shit and uh, of course the handball that, that every United player surrounded the ref and yelled at and I'm surprised the ref didn't give at least one yellow for the 10 players that were surrounding yeah. him going that's a handball and <clears throat> Just a crying fucking shame that that's how we that you have to actually have to look at that and go. Are they gonna call that a hand? like? You got to be worried for a second. The, the man's running away. Like he's <clears throat> his back is. It's not a fucking handball. Yeah. Um. How long is Ten Hogs leash, Alan? <laughs> I mean, it's Manchester United, so short as fuck, probably. Yeah. Uh, you would think he has a long one, but I. The, 
nothing seems to be going right. But honestly. who are they? But who are they going to bring in? Ugh, like who? who fucking, like who fucking knows. you bring back Ole just to kind of make? Oh, we got to put an arm around him, make hope, him feel I good. Hope so I hope like, so so much. The the happy would be great. <laughs> 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 yeah. What? What do you? I mean, who do you think has a shorter leash? Fucking like Ten Hag or uh, your boy Pochettino? <laughs> Currently, Ten Hag. Yeah. Only because they've been on the current slump. Uh, even though they are higher on the table with us currently right now, um, I still think that uh, off the table shit doesn't help. The I mean, the off the field shit does not help. Anthony yeah. Sancho, Sancho for the disciplinary actions that you know. Here's a multi million dollar signing that we bring in, mm-hmm. and Ten Hogs got him not even practicing with the squad. Mm-hmm. Like that's. And also, good. I think the vibe around them two are different. Just speaking about you guys and, yeah. and like, yeah, you guys have, haven't started, like you're starting to get going. It seems like now, but like you haven't had a real good start, but the pressure doesn't seem like it's super high over there. Mm-mm. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't feel kids. a lot of kids. Yeah. It doesn't feel like normally over there. It feels like, like they were like, we spent a billion bucks. We got Pochettino. We're just going to figure it out. Like yeah. we're just going to let it ride. Whereas man United, like it is fucking it feels hot i think it's like you said like since we have like the younger players and we're still trying to develop that chemistry they have the more established and veteran players like they have a casemiro the erickson Mm -hmm. uh fuck him mason mount and bruno bruno um even still like they have like all those experienced players and those people have that cohesive unit but they still don't have like that chemistry where it's like they had to bring them to that top level where they expected where they're at that same top four spot that they always used to be yeah Mm -hmm. Very true. Now, um, moving on to Newcastle Burnley, it feels like Newcastle is finally starting to figure it out, man. Yeah, we like, were talking pre-show, and I think I think that is correct. I think we're starting to yeah. kind of settle it back in. I think he was tinkering with some things. He was trying to force Tonali into the midfield early mm-hmm. when we when he first got him. And if you've seen anything with his signings over the last year, year and a half, nobody comes straight into his team. Uh, Anthony Gordon, even in the offseason, said he was like, I was fit. I was not Eddie Howe fit. Like, right. I did not fit that that system yet. Right. Um, He's getting there for sure, though. Yeah, no. Well, and Gordon, you're seeing Gordon's the rewards with Gordon. He's yeah. doing great right Gordon's now. up yeah. to speed. And I think what you're seeing now is, like, Tonali has been benched the last couple games. He's come mm. on as a sub. I think that's helped a lot. And then just started to settle it back down. But ironclad shape at the back. Yeah. Make sure you're not letting up goals. We were shipping kind of some cheap goals, pressing definitely, up a little bit higher. Definitely. And now and now the press is kind of back and smart. Bruno's, I think, back up to his speed. He was a little hurt off yeah. that ankle injury yeah. on the offseason. So I think everything's starting to settle down, and we're back to kind of where we want to be. Do you think it uh, because Tonali being benched is probably because like he had that uh, – I shouldn't say like that arrogance, but like that high standard. Like, okay, I came from Milan. I came from like a higher tier team uh, to Newcastle, who are on the rise, uh, pretty much. Like they're still in Champions mm-hmm. Champions League and stuff, but they're on the rise. But I'm just coming to like a team where it's like, okay, I'm pretty much going to be made for this essentially. Yeah, I think it was maybe a little bit of that, and then a, a little bit of just the expectation, right? Like you buy a guy like that in the summertime. I think Hal felt the expectation to get him onto the pitch, right? Um, with Bruno, investment yeah, exactly. Player, that right. kind of thing. Um, but and then, he looked great in the first match. First yeah, match, I mean, it was scored, fucking dream, scored dream seven world. minutes in. So yeah, yeah, yeah it was dream um, world. Everything was perfect. But then having like watched them, it's just you know I, I know a couple of the guys in our group have said they don't think that they can play together. Um, they're a lot. They're them him Bruno are a lot similar. Yeah. Um, so I think it was really just again 
a little bit of expectation from everybody. He had how felt like he had to get him in. Tonali felt like he needed to mm-hmm. play and play well, and the expectation was high. Whereas now, I think if things have settled down, the season settled down. He could pull him out and sit him down and say, "All right, this is what we need you to do." Yeah, because the problems with him and 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 Bruno were like. They're leaving each other's space open. Mm. They're not talking. And I, I brought it up. I was like, maybe there's a language issue. You know, right. you got a, you got a, a straight up Italian and a guy who maybe knows 30 words of English. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Exactly. So fucking, it, maybe there is a problem there because they were just leaving each other out to dry. Mm-hmm. And they're both too talented to do that. So I yeah. think once they settle in and figure out how to play together and starting with City, Liverpool, Brighton didn't give us a chance to kind of bet in. Uh, real quick on Burnley, I feel like they need to get something soon. They really do. Um, they weren't bad, though. Right, well, that's say. it. They're yeah. not bad, but this is also a completely young team, mm-hmm. and if you don't start getting some points soon, you're going to lose those kids. They're yep. going to they're gonna fall out of love with the system. They're going to fall out of love with company. They're not going to realize that this is a project. So, like, honestly, the game Tuesday against Luton is fucking massive for them. They yeah. need to they need to come away with a fucking win in that. They got to. No, they they just, I think they're good enough to beat that team. <clears throat> having having watched them now, like, yeah, not I again. We talked about this. Kudos to to going out and trying, but like, yeah. it's good. You got to pick your battles. This right. isn't the championship. You can't do that and run circles around everybody. Right. Like they did. They held their own for 10, 15 minutes, and then our our press and pace and style just overwhelmed them uh it's going to happen to them they need to figure something out so we're going to get through these next two pretty quickly because there's not really a lot to say um i think this is exactly what we expected for west ham and shutfield that west ham was far and away the better side but they weren't going to score a ton of goals Mm -hmm. so two nothing seems like exactly the right score line and uh the blades are in a bad way and i'm amazed i keep checking the news to see if heckenbottom has gotten sacked yet and he still hasn't give it two weeks last week i thought we were going to talk about it this week i thought we were gonna like i'm amazed he still like he still has the job because they got to do something drastic to kickstart that team right fucking now Mm -hmm. i'll give it two weeks yeah maybe a month tops yeah He'll get um, to the next international break, maybe. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's that's about it. But yeah, yeah they look terrible. November. They that's look it. terrible. Where Burnley looks like they have a little something and they can eat results out against teams around them. They Sheffield look, looks they like look they're lost. going right back down. Yep. Look like they are going right back down. And at least it's like for, you know, it's like Luton got a win at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't seem going right for the Blades at all. Nottingham Forest and Brentford, um, honestly, the red card tracks. Mm -hmm. It is no different than the last two red cards we talked about. Mm -hmm. It is spikes up in the leg. If the referee sees that still frame pitcher, he's walking out, he's making the big square, and he's putting up a fucking red card. It's just going to happen. Right, wrong, or indifferent, have whatever opinions we have about what VAR is. I think we can all universally agree. If that pitcher is on the screen... you're off it's gonna be a red card and for it it will be more shocking when it is not a red card for manchester city against arsenal than it is any other time where it will be handed out as a red card Mm. forest you know what very comfortably becoming part of the scenery right Mm -hmm. they're just they're the couch in the living room and i would say for forest it's exactly what you fucking want just become part of the scenery Mm -hmm. become Become a mid-table club. Stick around. Just make like that palace. money. They uh, suddenly have a shirt sponsor, miraculously. So do you guys now, miraculously. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> yeah, of course. White my jersey is supposed to come in too, and I'm mad about that. Seven, <laughs> seven weeks in, now you got a shirt sponsor. Who's that, who's that laundering for? <laughs> <laughs> well, blame fucking Peacock because we couldn't get Paramount on our shirts. Bowley got to move some money around. Yeah. Um, you know what? Not a single fucking goal in September, but two in one minute for you so far in October. Give me that fucking dope. <laughs> Mudrick. Finally. Finally. Mudrick. Finally. Misha. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, um, uh, Borja uh, back healthy. Yeah. I think because he's already had success when he was loaned out at Southampton, mm-hmm. has had the chance to play a little bit in the Chelsea lineup. I think Potch is going to go with him for a little while. And I know Jackson was on suspension, but I think he might go with him for a little bit. I doubt there's going to be changes to this lineup next week. This lineup won, which yeah. is something they haven't been fucking doing. Yeah, I agree. Only because like Jackson needs that little oomph, pretty much to tell him like, hey, like you were pretty much like the only striker that was out because Broger was hurt. Washington mm-hmm. hasn't really having that proven himself to be played yet. So uh, Chuck Amanga got hurt as well. Well, yeah, but he's yeah. mainly like our ten though, so we yeah, want to yeah. play him up top. But even still, like you, you're like our solid striker for that moment. But then now Broger back in, he's pretty much just gonna be like. That, I shouldn't say that guy because I thought Jackson was going to be like that guy stepping mm-hmm. in because uh, he had the uh, high potential. Uh, not counting him out yet, but for sure, like I think it's definitely going to give him something to work on for sure. Yeah, you know, hey, how about that? How, how I mean, do you remember what it was like to score a goal? Kiss my ass. <laughs> sure, money. All right, so uh, allow me to do the following. Um, I don't like when I have to pull this out, but uh, this is an old school reference to Alan. It is the, as we like to call it, the Dort Spirect couple mm-hmm. losers, not the Sports Direct, famously owned by uh, Mike Ashley. And um, seriously, City is why. Seriously, City is why I don't hit bets. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it, it's three times I've lost with City so far this season. Ugh. Three fucking times. Mm. Like, I'm just for some reason they're why I don't hit bets. So look at the whole bet, and um, I also said to um, I also said to to Graham and Pat because they had both picked the exact same four game parlay that I picked, except for they made it a five game parlay and had Everton being Luton. I was like, fuck, fuck you guys, fuck you guys. <laughs> so so either so if my uh, bet hits, if my bet hits and yours doesn't, it means my team lost. So you all can just fuck entirely off, but. I am still up $278. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. I forgot to take this out. Rob's not here. Alan and uh, Hiram, did you know that 33.3% 3... <laughs> of the time, it works 100% of the time. Oh, 100%. That's solid math mm-hmm. right there, man. Yeah. You like those infinity numbers. I like when you do the calculator <laughs> and it's just it's... like, oh, that three would go on forever. Hashtag boy math. Exactly. Boy, <laughs> boy math. Ah, boy, math is funny. Um, I'm going to go ahead and be a little risky since I'm up. Um, I'm going to take two road teams that I think are going to win. And I got really good odds for it. So why not? I'm going to take Forrest to win at Palace because I think Palace is a little overconfident with that win. And uh, Palace doesn't always play well in their building. And I'm going to take Villa to win at Wolves in the uh, pseudo Brummy Derby. Yeah. Because Villa's the better side, and I think Wolves are going to overlook it because they mm-hmm. just got City. And that is at a plus 740. So it's a risk reward bet. But I like uh, it. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I lost it, but fuck it. I'm going to yeah. go for it. Ned Stark is definitely losing his head. But uh, you know who is really, I guess, good at betting? Mm-hmm. And now. 
It's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It A Week. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Hey. I'm all right. How's it going there? We're doing okay. We're uh, recording a show. We got Alan and Hiram and, uh, yeah, nothing much going on. So, uh, City fucked your bet, huh? <laughs> City, United, Everton. I mean, Saturday was pretty much just a shit show. <laughs> uh, I mean, all around in the world of gambling. Oh, didn't do well in college either, huh? Didn't do good in college either. College, no. college betting where we lose our kids' college I mean, fund. All right, and let me explain that too by half point. You understand what I'm saying? By like losing bets by like half point. Oh, that so, sucks. Because I mean, I don't really, I don't parlay a lot. I mm-hmm. just do single. So when you lose several single bets by half a point, under or over, it just, it just, uh, you know, makes you reconsider your life. Well, the Red Commander skins helped me out. They covered the uh, spread, and uh, Mr. Robinson scored a touchdown, so I made a nice little uh, chunk of cash there. And I would have liked to have seen them win, the, win the game as well, but I was like, got to like when you're going into overtime and you know the bet's already hit. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, baby. I know. It's funny because I was at the O's game, and there was like when they tied it up, there was like a murmur that went through the crowd like, Commander's tied it up with Philly. Commander's tied it up with Philly. And I was like, what is happening right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> the whole world's going crazy. So what's uh, your bet this week, Pat? All right. Well, this this is uh, purely just uh, what I'm going to call a payback bet. All right. All right. So I'm going to one, – one bet, you know, if I can't win five, Carly, what, you know, what's the point? Might as well just try and win one game. So I'm going to take Arsenal over Manchester City. I think it's uh, – they're going to – have a little bit of payback for for them for City taking out. I think City, uh, you know, due to lose. So well, yeah, I guess- I, they're without they're without their key playmaker with uh, Rodri, and we've been talking about it on the show. We all kind of fancy Arsenal getting points out of this mm-hmm. match, especially in their building. What's the payout on that? Plus one seventy five. Nice. So and it's simple. a good payout. Yep. So one hundred on one seventy five. I'm currently down two hundred. So all right. So- Edge me a little bit closer to even. Well, there you go. Best of luck to you, Pat, and we'll check in with you next week. All right. You guys have a great week. Night. <laughs> Bye. All right. So Hold, hold on one second here. Um, he, he said edge him a little bit closer, what he uh, wants to be, Vavit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Graham texted in his bet because he's still on paternity leave, and he says he is still up a whopping 76 Oh, there's no sound effect for him. <laughs> <laughs> and going up a little conservative this week, he is taking a flyer on shit. the Toffees. How sweet of them to gift the first week of the season to Luton. That's a very, dare I say, Fulhamish. So this week will be Tottenham over Luton, because that's a safe bet. And with Sun to score at any time. You know, the other Korean guy. <laughs> Terrible with money. And there's going to be 2.5 goals for Tottenham in the game. I'm adding in a Villa win over the Wolves and a double chance Fulham or Sheffield United win. Draw kills it, but I think there'll be a winner. This will be a total up at 7.53. Get it the fuck together, Sam. (sighs) Not good gambling. It never is. Nine-way parlay. Are you having fun pressing buttons? Yeah, there's so many complicated. He likes like the you know the this like 
either or bets. He loves yeah. fucking wiggling that shit in for uh problem for me is I would love to work in goal scorers because I would just do some goal scorer bets. Mm. But uh and I only go off FanDuel when I do everything because I ain't downloading any of the other yeah. fucking apps and FanDuel's where I can do it at the casino Brand too. Loyalty. Well, it just it's where I can do it at the casino too, is the main reason. I'll just keep <laughs> oh, it I'm universal. Sorry, brand laziness. Um <laughs> yeah, more like it. And the the problem there is is they don't post any goal scorers on Monday night. So when I want to write my bet, it's yeah. like, oh, I can't fucking work in a goal scorer. So yeah. fuck it. No I'd prop the fuck out of my bet. I'd do like nine corners and shit like that. I, I like getting proppy. Proppy's fun because proppy, yeah. proppy's hit. Yeah, <laughs> I wanna... If you know your shit well enough, proppy's yeah. hit. So are there now like Taylor Swift prop bets? Oh, God. Oh, there definitely, definitely. is. I'm yeah. loving all the Kelsey jerseys and glitter that girls are wearing now. Do you? The do you, Swifties are taking over the NFL. This is the greatest. There's already a Swifty jersey. Ever. I love it. Do you know what the uh, Swifties don't what? have? A fucking chicken. <laughs> Go get him, killer. All right, Kitty's bet hasn't come in yet, so she still is at two and three. This week, I gave Kitty Spurs traveling to Luton Town. Kitty showed me a picture of her on set of the remake of Sleuth with Kitty Brana. Brana. Okay. And Jude Law. Besides Rich, us telling him how to pronounce shit. Yeah. <laughs> Besides doing the movie together, both Kenneth and Jude are both massive Spurs supporters, so Kitty is picking Tottenham to win. Please remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Won't be that some shit if Luton gets two in a row. <laughs> that would be funny, and it would be exactly the most Spursiest thing yeah. ever. I also love the fact that I knew the show was running a little long. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. The betting segment's going to take no time at all. Hiram will take 25 fucking seconds. <laughs> All right, everybody. Did uh, I remember to tell people to gamble legally? He said and it very quickly. It was yeah. it was fast, but it was. In- Please remember so to fast. gamble legally and responsibly. I've heard Hiram was yeah. fast, but I've never seen it before. So, you, you, do you know who Jude Law False. is? Do you know? Do you know who <laughs> Kenneth Branagh is? Do you know any of those actors? Why he sounds familiar? Kenneth Branagh is all the Murder on the Orient Express, the remix of those movies. He, that's him. Um, okay. Classic English guy was married to Emma Thompson for a while. Um, just Who's acclaimed that director. guy in Wild Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's the movie I didn't see. Oh. I and, keep hearing um, about it because, it, yeah, it's so he's, bad. I know. He's he did English, Emma Thompson he's super fun. wrong in the late '90s, and yeah. we're still Gen X girls yeah. are still bitter over it. Yeah, yeah, well, well, Emma back in the '90s was one of my girls. I loved. I, mean, I loved me some team, Emma. I am always Team Emma. But uh, he like did you know it's like um, what was it? Uh, Gibson does um, it was Gibson who did Hamlet, right? Oh, and this he, fucker! And then and then <laughs> Brana and then Brana goes no 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 hold my beer allow me to do a only on TV film version of it that is four hours yeah because yeah. he didn't do it properly. <laughs> Gibson just liked to do the incest part of Hamlet that was just subtext didn't need to actually become part of the show. Yeah. I didn't realize he was in Harry Potter too. Yeah. All right, yeah. so that's gonna wrap it up. Every uh, every English person was that's, that's true. true. <laughs> Boys and girls, uh, gentlemen, were there? Uh, did you guys see any stories that were especially cunty? Any uh, deep acts out there this week or anything at all? Anything to close with? Mm, nah, I don't think so. All right, we need to figure out when I'm doing your show. Fuck Graham. Doesn't okay. need to be him. Needs yeah, to just fine. be me. Yeah. Okay. But we got to do studio. It's got to be got to yeah, be the, the 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 all of us together being really oh, stupid. Okay. All right. Well, don't you have a studio that you sometimes record at? Yeah. 
Yeah, you gotta you yeah, figure we'll that figure out. It, Make we'll a special occasion. We'll, I'll work the logistics out. Yeah, and then when you're doing your shit, and you know, I, it's gonna be in studio with you. So I'm coming up to Glen Burnie. I'm gonna, you know, lower my standards from Naptown and come up to the Birdie. Hey, come to the Dirty Burnie. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's some good food trucks up around there. That is true. Some really good food. Your people, Alan. Yeah. Got some like, killer fucking food trucks I there. I shit, your people have some good seafood places up there. So. <laughs> good answer. All right, everybody. Uh, next up is Injury Time, where we talk about the beers we've been drinking. And uh, we also talk a little bit about the Ibs, fantasy football, and we preview the next weekend's action. Mel, should somebody want to find fan um, Injury Time, how do they go about doing that? Well, you just uh, right after you like and follow the show, um, which I'm not even sure why you haven't done that yet. So, we'll wait go ahead and do that right now all right now scroll on down right below the du drip shack link you know that's where you can get all your fine du swag go ahead and click on that patreon link that is patreon.com forward slash du football show five bucks a month you get two extra shows you'll get a christmas card you'll get uh some videos some tasteful nudes and uh all sorts of fun stuff Hey, hey, like 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 Kevin Garnett said in the ESPN commercial, all nude, <laughs> but tastefully done. Tasteful nudes. <laughs> tasteful nudes. I mean, come on, who doesn't want to see a you know, tasteful nude of yours truly? Yeah. I mean, one of these times it's going to happen. One of these times I'm going to give you, because you're, you're a Patreon person, you're going to get a Tim Howard with the goalie glove body image shot of yours truly. I always said I wanted to do like a, a big guys of Maryland calendar. Yeah. <laughs> like all the homies. Just I, like, I've got a photographer. Like Claire themes. and I will hook it up. I'll do the let's, styling. Let's do it. Can I make flower crowns Fuck for like yeah. one of the shoots? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to do that for, uh, for yeah. middle class holes? You can, make, like, you can already count me in. You can already make count me in. midsummer let's, for fucking April. <laughs> I'm serious. We'll do this like for a fundraiser for something. Yeah. I love it. Especially because you do the skirt of flowers for you yeah. and have you be like, yeah. oh, yeah, it would be fucking oh, brilliant. I am, I am feeling it. I can, I'm, you I've can, already got You can put me inside of a bear. <laughs> and Hiram's over there bashfully laughing because he's being confused right. about the feelings so he knows is, he's going to feel no, seen I, at all. I pictured the midsummer thing already in my head, and it's See? fucking hilarious. See? <laughs> so, what do the Annapolis Blues need fundraising for? We got you a calendar. Yeah, I'm sure Hitch is all over that. Give me half naked big men. That's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once the money comes rolling in, Man, spit again. We got it in, coach. What a show. <laughs> Till next week, everybody. Good night, folks. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Grammy. Yes, I wanted to play that fucking button and I can't fucking find it anywhere. I'm still fucking looking for it and I still can't fucking find it. Bless your heart.
Well, but pressing's not so easy, is it? 